0: Businesses that are growing, listen. Businesses that are providing quality, listen. And they're willing to make changes. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Becoming a successful entrepreneur requires that you be on the cutting edge of your industry or you run the risk of becoming obsolete. Exploring and developing new ideas, concepts, products, services, technology, processes, systems, and research and development are the job. These are ongoing efforts. But there's no such thing as having arrived as a business owner and thinking so will stifle your growth. When I think about building a business or being an entrepreneur, exploring these ideas and focusing there makes me immediately think of innovation, and specifically pioneering innovation. Pioneering innovation is about discovering what has never been achieved before and succeeding at making it happen. And when I think of pioneering innovation, I think of invention. An invention is something that is brand new and refers to the very first occurrence a patent being the thing that's protected and ultimately allows people to not copy what you're doing. Pioneering innovation occurs when a brand new product, service, or a way of doing something is introduced into the market. And I think that's where people get stuck. They think to be successful, it requires you be a pioneer, an inventor an innovator. And that's not true at all. I'm sure you guys have all heard about the adoption bell curve, right? There's early adopters, people who are first to come to the market. There's people who jump on early and ride the wave, but there's people at all different stages. This adoption bell curve is specifically discussed when we talk about buyers, people coming to the market. You have the innovators, the early adopters, the early majority, the late majority, and the laggards. We think of people who are consuming what it is that we're doing. We think of people utilizing the product. Like When I think of this bell curve, I specifically think about iPhones. I don't know why it comes to mind as first, but you have the people who were early to the cell phone game, and they were innovators, and they were the ones carrying bag phones and getting phones that were in their car. And then you had those early adopters, and they had those flip phones, and then they had the Nokias that you could literally drive over and wouldn't break. And then the early majority... You know, for a lot of us, we were still pretty young and we were in high school and maybe we had that razor, and then maybe we had a, I can't think of the one that had the little keyboard thing. And then there was the iPhone, right? But the iPhone didn't come about until we were in the early majority. As a consumer, we didn't consume the iPhone until we were riding this wave upwards. But this bell curve doesn't just apply to consumers. It applies to business. You can be a pioneering innovator and be at the forefront of your industry. Or you can ride the curve. Being first does not guarantee the most success. Apple was not the first computer company. Google was not the first search company. Facebook was not the first social network. Industry giants are built by observation. These incredibly successful companies have the unique ability. They have people in leadership who have the unique ability to see a market, see the innovators and pioneers, and wait to enter the market. Now the key here is most often they are actively developing while these other companies are churning through cash. Whether that means they are developing the software or the technology or the device or the whatever while these other people are out there. Or in some cases, their observation and development is internalized. They're observing, they're looking, they're watching. They're thinking, they're writing down their ideas, they observe the mistakes, they see what is and isn't catching on, and they pay attention. I would argue your ability to observe is far more important than your ability to innovate. Now, I think there's some inkling of this, that we feel in our bones, and we try to do it. And I I see people do it the wrong way. They do it and it doesn't work. And they do it and it doesn't work because they aren't iterating. They literally just swoop in and try to copy your method, your messaging, your framework, the exact things that made you successful. I cannot tell you how many times I've been copied. I cannot tell you how many people have had the audacity to literally scrub all of the videos and resell exactly without bothering to change literally anything about my content and resell it as their own. I'd be willing to bet money. There are even some people listening to the show that have either done it to me or others in this industry. Here's the thing. I'm not mad. I could be. And I've seen some people in our industry get incredibly protective and incredibly frustrated about how this happens. And do I think some of it's malicious? For sure. But I do think it's because you see something and you see it being successful and you want to be a part of it. You want to ride the curve, whether you've realized or observed the curve happening, or you even knew that that was what was going on. However, copying is not what will make you successful. Learning from others and adapting can be such an incredible way to grow. You can put your unique spin on it. You can put your own unique taste into it. You can take something that's good and make it great by adding to it. You can make an idea even better. I'm sure you've heard the phrase, build a better mousetrap. That's the same concept. See, even as innovators innovate, inventors invent, often they're not trying to make something that's 100% new. They're trying to take something that already worked and make it better, make it easier, make it faster, take away some of the pain, take away some of the resistance, remove some objections. Right now is one of the most fascinating phenomenons I've ever witnessed in my career. We have more than one bell curve happening within the same industry. I don't know if this is just part of the cycle of business and I am just now around long enough to witness this happening or if this is unique to this time. But I see from where I sit two bell curves happening simultaneously. Now one is on the downward slope. It already reached peak and it is falling and falling fast. And people are terrified. People are scared. People are going out of business. People are losing money. People have less leads. People are trying to do things that worked before and they're not getting the same results. People are Working so hard and are getting so frustrated because we're on a downward slope. And I think it's so disorienting because while this is simultaneously happening to so many businesses that are selling goods and services online, that are marketing online, that are even in the education space specifically that are in the social networking space specifically. The reason it's disorienting is because simultaneously there is another curve happening and we have seen some of its initial success. We have seen it affect businesses. Now think about TikTok. There was the people who joined in 2020 and you know, you just weren't really paying attention because it was technically around for a little bit before then. But then all of a sudden, the people who were there at the right moment, at the right time, they were getting followers overnight. Their things were taking off. Everything was working for them. And we're sitting here observing like, oh my gosh, I should be a part of this thing. Because if I'm not a part of this thing, then I'm missing out on this opportunity. And you see a lot of people wait because they've already been. A part of the game before. And they think I just need to keep riding my own curve. Now, here's the thing that I am wondering, do I have any proof? No, other than my personal observation. But I think there is an ability to jump from one to the other. I think your business could very well follow the curve downward with a lot of other businesses and potentially eventually close. Or you have the ability to observe, to pay attention, to look around and adapt and pivot and jump to this other curve that, in my opinion, is on the uphill swing. I think we witnessed already it go from early adoption into that large spike upwards that's happening really fast. But these curves take so much longer than I think people realize. Like if you think about Facebook as an example, because Facebook as a company is going through this right now, they weren't necessarily a total innovator. Do I think they were super early? For sure. But like, think about all the social networks that exist prior. Like there was AOL instant messaging. There was MySpace. There was Zanga. Like there were all these other things that happened before Facebook was Facebook, before Facebook was Meta. And what Meta is trying to do now is jump. They know that if they keep doing what they're doing, they will close. Not tomorrow, not next week, maybe not even 10 years from now. But they are going backwards. So unless they can change what curve they're riding, they're going to be out of business. But they have a lot of very smart people that work at that company. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. And so From the outside looking in, it looks wild. The things they're exploring, you're like, why are you trying to make things in a, you know, virtual reality universe? Why are you creating these different ways to communicate when people are enjoying this kind of content over here? Why are you straight up ripping off what TikTok is doing and trying to copy, carbon, paste it into Instagram? Why aren't you just leaning into what people wanted, why people liked it in the first place? And I'll tell you why, because it's not going to work forever. And do I think some of their strategies or tactics are a little bit odd? Yeah, but they are in an experimentation phase. They are putting time, energy, resources, money into various projects simultaneously because their business is big enough that they can experiment with more than one thing at the same time. Your business might not be big enough to do that. And that's okay. But I want you to pay attention to why they're doing it. They're doing it to jump curves because they already grew to this massive existence. And they do have enough Financial foundations that if they get enough of the right people in the door, they could very well turn this thing around and start growing again. Do I think it'll be with the same products or the same like social networking at its core? I genuinely have no idea. I think it could go a lot of different ways. You know, there for a minute, I was thinking that businesses like Facebook were going to evolve by selling our data. But there has been some interesting kind of rules, regulations, and changes that have been happening in the privacy space that has been making it harder to do that because that's what was making Facebook successful. Their targeting was insanity because of their access to information about their users And as that information gets more limited, or they have stricter privacy laws, or stricter privacy settings that you as the user can put in place, then it's going to affect their ability to make money off of you. And I'm not necessarily saying off of you is a bad thing. When Facebook had quality targeting... Their ads were cheaper, which directly benefited small businesses and allowed small businesses to grow at a rate we had never seen before and definitely for less money than we had ever seen before. But small business directly mirrors bigger businesses. And Facebook started declining years ago. And so now you're seeing small business mirror some of what's been happening in bigger businesses for a while, but there's simultaneously the spike. And I'm not saying the spike is TikTok. That's not what I'm saying at all. The spike is different ways that users and consumers are buying. There's different buyer behavior. There's different. User behavior. People are spending their lives differently. They're spending their money differently. They are entertaining themselves differently. Think about how you've entertained yourself in the last 10 years. I imagine you probably went from, you know, going to the movies and maybe having cable to renting DVDs on Redbox to. Maybe renting DVDs through, you probably rented DVDs on Netflix before you rented them on Redbox, but you did those things. And then you started seeing these platforms like Netflix turn into online and you jumped on that and then Hulu. And then the next thing you knew, there was like too many of them. And you're like, God, why am I spending so much money? I'm basically spending what I was spending when I was on cable. Like, why? And so now you're going back to consuming things on social platforms and you're consuming short form content in ways that you haven't in a very long time. And you're probably consuming things on TikTok. But if you're not consuming them there, you're probably consuming them on Facebook or Instagram, which is a mirror of a lot of what's happening in other places anyway. Or you're watching videos on YouTube. Your entertainment has evolved along with the businesses. Your way of consuming has evolved a long way with the businesses. But businesses do not dictate market. The market dictates what successful businesses will do. And they listen. Businesses that are growing, listen. Businesses that are providing quality, listen. And they're willing to make changes. Now, do I think some businesses do this in a capitalist way and use it to profit in ways that are taking advantage of populations or disadvantaged populations or even their workers? Yeah, for sure. But that's not necessarily what I'm talking about here. I am talking about you as a small business owner. You have a unique way to listen and observe. You have... A unique ability to jump curves like I have never seen before. Now, like I said, I've only been on this planet 34 years. So that's a short time to be observing how businesses are working. But I think the last time this probably happened was the start of the internet. And so you saw businesses growing, and the growth phase lasted from The mid-90s until 2018, 2019, and then it started going down, in my opinion. But that second curve started, did it start at the same time? Maybe. Like, does the next curve start at the peak of the other curve, but those businesses are at the bottom? Maybe. I genuinely don't know. I would love to explore this and research this and like really get into what this looks like. But I've been trying so desperately to figure out how can I help more people? How can I help more businesses? How can I help more of y'all be successful? I see so many people being successful and profitable. And I simultaneously see so many people struggling. I could make a lot of guesses as to what that thing is. But I don't think it's a thing. Like if you think of the rise of the internet and then the rise of social networks and the rise of online businesses and the rise of online education, like it is not just one aspect of how buyers buy or consumer behavior that has made up that bell curve being on this upward swing. And it wasn't like the pandemic was the catalyst that made it go Down the other direction. I don't think that's the case. I think there are so many things that are aiding in this unique challenge. Like, why are businesses going the other way? Well, part of it is when you're putting your attention in new places, the places in which you have to sell change. So, if you're consuming content differently, then businesses have to evolve how they're producing content, which is affecting literally every business industry on the planet, you also see people who have reprioritized. When you get the entire planet to sit alone in their households for potentially months at a time, that leads to a lot of observation and self-reflection. And if you have different priorities, then you spend differently. It's just how it works. You also have all of these privacy changes. Apple making like a line in the sand saying you can't access our users data or putting the power in the user to block that data for sure affected Facebook, but it also affected every small business running ads on that platform which directly affected income sources for hundreds of thousands of businesses. So unless you had the capital to just pour more time or pour more money into it, you cut off a channel in which you were able to successfully make more dollars. I also think that people are in this weird generational clash where like you have so many generations on the planet at the same time. I I don't know if it's because we've prolonged life to the point, I mean, this is the longest humans have ever lived ever, which means we have more generations on the planet at the same time than we ever have before. I think there's five, maybe six living simultaneously, all of which have their own buyer behavior, their own psychology. And I know this is lump summing groups of people together, but generally speaking, you can make a lot of different buyer behavior assumptions based on someone's age. I think it's a unique challenge. If your workforce is getting older and they're not having as many kids, who is going to take care of this older generation and how our business is going to evolve to take care of those people? Like, it is a compound effect. Like, it is all the things that are happening in our life simultaneously that are leading to this unique time and space that I think we can either be terrified of or see it as the biggest opportunity that we've ever had in our lives. I think the reason it is so alarming is because the what is making these things successful In this, like, other space, the grass is greener on the other side, kind of effect. I think a lot of people are struggling to uncover what the formula is. What are the things? How should I be paying attention? What should I be doing differently? I don't think now is the time to be resting on your laurels. I think businesses that are hyper focused on doing so will close. I've seen it happen faster than I've seen it happen in any other time. I mean, have businesses always closed? Yes, but I've never seen them close at this rate until quite recently. I've seen people that have been in business 8, 10, 15, 20 years or more go out of business. And some of them, it's not necessarily because they hit the bottom or they couldn't afford it anymore. Some of them were just so damn frustrated with feeling like they're clawing against this slope, you know, they're trying to stay <laughs> at where they're at on the side of the mountain, not fall to the bottom. I don't claim to have all the answers. I don't claim to know exactly the thing you should be doing, but I am dedicated to your long term success. And I want to keep you not just in business, I want to see you thriving. And I believe now is the time to be paying attention. Do not just look at others you consider competitors. Do not just look at your industry. Look at completely unrelated industries. What are making them successful? What patterns do you see when you compare several industries? Small businesses tend to follow trends and paths set by bigger players. What are industry giants doing? How are they changing how they invest their time, energy, and resources? I am uniquely interested in exploring not just what is foundational to all businesses, the timeless aspects of what makes businesses run, and definitely is the root of what I have been teaching for many years. But I am also interested in the ways in which we need to be operating today in our current economy with our current industry trends. And I'm packaging everything I'm learning up and I'm putting all of it inside the workshops and trainings I'm delivering to co-op members. I would love for you to join us. I want to continue to have these conversations. I think they are critical. I think they are important. I think they will lead to massive innovation, but not necessarily because they're the first, but because people are watching and learning and listening. I want you to be a part of the co-op because I care about your success and I know we can do far greater things in community than we can alone. And I want to create an environment in which we can observe together and share these learnings with each other because it's not going to affect just us. It has the ability to trickle down to so many other businesses. And I believe in sharing this information. I do not think it is healthy or a good idea to keep it siloed away. I think we have to be willing to give to others. To keep small businesses running, we have to be willing to share what is helping us be successful. I am deeply passionate about it. And I want to see more of you doing so in community. Now, I've been so actively involved in developing that I don't necessarily have the best landing place to send you just right now. However, if you haven't yet gone to bossproject.com slash entitled, there is a very short opt-in. And on the other side of the opt-in, I'm delivering a training that I know many of you have already watched. Thank you so much for that. If you haven't yet watched it, I think it will help you get an idea of how I believe this economy is working and how the specific businesses that are working online have so many different ways they can show up and model different types and what is leading to them being successful. But on that page, after you go to bossproject.com slash untitled and you fill out a short form, it's literally just your name and email. You will see all the details about the co-op all the new things I'm including and have an opportunity to join. It's literally just $47 a month. It's an insane deal. And we're talking about subjects like this, important topics that affect your long-term success, important topics that allow you to jump curves. I do not want to see businesses close. I want to see businesses thriving. And that includes you. So head to bossproject.com entitled, fill out that short form and learn more about how you can become a part of this movement, how you can become a part of this transformation. How you can become a co-op member and directly give back to other people in this community, how you can learn and observe and take in and take advantage of these tools and strategies and resources we put together for you. I want you to be a part of this. This is what I'm dedicated to, bossproject.com untitled. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics, we make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation.